You are listening to Sidora Decoding Law Podcast. I am Genevieve Dubois, the Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer of Sidora, and I am Phyllis Schuster, the Chief Team Intelligence Officer of Sidora, and, and we, we are, are lawyers. Together, we will decode the secrets of legal services so that you, as a business owner, know how to use legal services to your advantage. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Phyllis Schuster. I'm the Chief Team Intelligence Officer at Sigura, and here's my partner Genev. Hi, Phyllis. I'm Genev Dubois. I'm the CMIO of Sigura. That's Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer, and we both are just like you guys. We both are lawyers. But we're also clients, so we're taking our podcast one week from the perspective of being client, and this week we're here taking the perspective of talking to lawyers. And this week's topics for the clients were: How do you hire lawyers? And from the lawyer's perspective, how can you get hired? So that's what we're focusing on today. How can you get hired every time you are facing in front of a potential client? So the first thing we should be talking to you about is just a recognition of what the industry looks like and what clients are seeing. So this is some of the industry problems that we see. When we talk to lawyers, we hear and see that lawyers think that promoting and marketing is quote a waste of their time. Like, why should I spend my time marketing? Why should I spend my time promoting? I need to be at my desk billing, billing, billing. And so, why do I need to get, even get out there? And that is reflecting in a lot of times. You know, both Phyllis and I work in large firms, small firms, and and it doesn't matter which level of the firm is,、um, how what the size is. The lawyers,、um, when they enter into a meeting with a potential client, I seldom see lawyers prepared.、Um, they just walk in and go like, "I'm the greatest lawyer ever. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to." Say whatever come to my mind. You do not see any other business sell it that way. When you are in another business, they have salespeople. They actually prepare for their sales pitch going into with a potential a client because they know that's the only window they have to basically、uh, have the client be decided to be with them. So, but for lawyers, that's what. Always, we do. We just walk in and go like we don't have time to go to prepare for a marketing pitch, and we also don't see ourselves, and we're not trained as salespeople to to sell our services and promote ourselves. So it's always, of course, easier to promote. I can promote Genev, and she can promote me. But really, the firm itself has to be able to promote itself, and we have to see marketing and promoting as. An essential part of your job.、Uh, that I, I always used to like、uh, the expression that it, you you can't sit at your desk, whether that's now in an office or in your home, and expect the work fairy to drop you know work on your desk. You got to go out there and find the work and try to make the argument or the discussion with a client as to what your value is and what your role is for you. And in in the client's perspective, so you have to be able to、uh, look at promoting and sales and marketing of yourself as a really essential part 
of your role as a lawyer. And the other problem, I think, in the industry is like lawyers, as lawyers, we expect the clients to know exactly how to hire us. That means they they have the knowledge knowing exactly how to hire a lawyer, how to evaluate, and they will hire the right lawyer. That is totally not true at all. And in fact, we need to be honest with ourselves. If a client tells you tomorrow and go like, you know, you're not a tax attorney, but they go like, can you go to find a tax attorney for me? Even for lawyers, it's hard, right? If you don't know any tax attorneys that you have worked with before, um, you just talk to them. It's hard to know if they have the technical skills. So if it's hard for us as lawyers to really evaluate other lawyers to hire them, can you imagine how difficult it is for clients? So you can't walk in a meeting with a client knowing or expecting them to know exactly what questions to ask you to evaluate you. You have to actually be more proactive um, to almost like teaching them how to evaluate you. Because if they know those factors to evaluate you, then they're going to use the same approach to evaluate somebody else. But your advantage is you come up with a factor and you fill in the gaps, you fill in the blanks, right? You give them the answer already. And when they go into another meeting with another law firm and they ask the same question, they were reactive. And just like most lawyers, they don't prepare. So they don't, they're not going to give the best answers. And, And that's a problem is that we think that clients know what to ask. On the other hand, it's also difficult for lawyers to really know the importance of articulating who we are, what we do, our own capacity and capabilities, and our values. It's also difficult for lawyers to know how busy they are and can they really do the job that the prospective client wants. And it's really important for you to evaluate those things for yourself and to be able to articulate them to a prospective client. And we have um, a few episodes in the you know, in the past already that um, give clients a framework in terms of understanding what roles lawyers play, what values, to, you know, the lawyers bring to the table. And those are the framework that you're welcome to use to start with to talk to your clients or potential clients. Um, I think most humans like to have some kind of framework to understand how to evaluate something, how to talk about something. Um, so you can start from there for sure. At Sejura, that's how we talk to clients, talk to lawyers, bring them together. Over time, we've, we've had the opportunity to review and see how law firms and the, or individual lawyers at their firms prepare for a meeting, whether that's with a pitch book or with marketing materials and the like. And one of the things we've seen is they all look the same and say the same thing. Geneva, have you found that to be the case? Um, I work in two different international farms before, and I've seen dozens, over dozens of pitch books from various firms, small, medium, large firms. And you know what the sad thing is? They always use the same picture, staircase. I don't know why staircase is a great pitch book cover page for law firms. And they say the same thing. To illustrate that, I'm going to read three so-called different descriptions from three different law firms. I'm going to not going to mention a law firm's name just to, to illustrate how similar your firm probably describe your firm versus somebody else's firm describe their firm. So here we go. Um, the first firm said, quote, 
at this farm, I'm not going to name names, so at this farm, we believe that the practice of law has the power to drive progress. We know your time is valuable, your matters are important. We're focusing on outcomes, are highly collaborative and have deep industry insights that when coupled with our local market knowledge, allow us to anticipate and address your needs. You deserve purposeful, highly engaged client service. So that's the first one. The second one, sad. We are a global law firm with lawyers located in X number of countries, positioning us to help clients with their legal needs around the world. We strive to be the leading global business law firms by delivering quality and value to our clients. We achieve this through practical and innovative legal solutions that help our clients succeed. We deliver consistent service across our platform of practices and sectors in all matters we undertake. That's an example of a second law firm. Example of a third law firm. Again, not naming names. At this firm, we put our legal knowledge to work for you in practical manner. We know that in order to be the best value to you, we must first provide personalized solution tailored to your needs. With approximately X number of lawyers in the U.S. international and over X number of countries, we serve clients globally. Our clients recognize the ability of our firm to consistently provide excellent value in a variety of areas that range from commercial litigation to real estate and government advocacies. Our lawyers are consistently recognized as leaders in the legal profession, end quote. So I just read to you, um, you know, quote from basically the pitch book and website of three different firms. Tell me, if you're a client and you read what I just read to you, can you make a decision of which firm to hire? Are they sound any different? Any one of them stood out to you? Go like, hey, that's the firm for my needs. And that's where the problem is. When I was in my previous firms and look at the pitch book and I said, I can just switch a name of this firm to another firm, it would be no difference. That is not how other industries sell their, their company. Coca-Cola and Pepsi is going to distinguish their brands and they're going to sell what's the difference of them from the other. And law firms seldom do that. We seldom even mention our competitors, right? I'm sure you're sitting there very few times you would say, I know you probably look at this other firm. This is what we do things differently. And this is why it matters. So um, I think it's just laser focus on what is that you're trying to tell your clients. So understanding what we've just heard does not sound like a client could look at this and differentiate between those firms. What are some of the solutions that we can, can have and suggest to lawyers so that clients are going to hire them instead of their competitor or and get to know them and who they are. So we think that one of the first things we want to recommend is that you change your mentality regarding promotion and marketing, that you look at this as an essential part of who you are and how you express yourself to prospective clients so that 
your marketing is not generic and so generic that someone looking at that says, how are these people ever going to help me? And, and what makes me stand out as a lawyer, as opposed to my neighbor or someone else who might've been recommended to this client and that we see promotion and marketing as something essential to us, something that we actually can get excited about instead of trying to ignore and sweep it under the rug and let somebody else do it. I don't want to do it and see that as being a very important part of of your role as you help build your own business and your own brand and your own business. uh, ultimately your own bottom line. Genev, do you have some thoughts about promotion and marketing? Since I know you do have some experience in marketing, both before as a lawyer and now as a lawyer as well, and now also for CJRA. Actually, you know, what we're talking here is after you focus on building your brand, your brand is everything, you know, um, your, your, the reason that you belong to a law firm because a law firm is building a brand. So you are borrowing the brand of a law firm. But while you're borrowing the brand of law firm, you also need to have a brand for yourself. It doesn't mean that you walk into some meeting and everybody, whoa, that is John Doe here. It doesn't have to be, when we say brand, it doesn't have to be like that. You just have to be known in the target market of the target clients that you want to be known for. And they know who you are in that market. So building a brand is a whole different topic that in the future, we will definitely get some professionals to do a podcast with us. But really, we're talking about um, just devoting time and focusing on promotion and marketing. Challenge your firm. You know, a lot of people just tell their marketing department and give me a pitch book. They don't even read it. They were like, okay, there's a marketing you know, pitch book and they might read a page of what the pricing is, they send it to the client. You got to read that stuff. You send it out as your brand and you got to challenge your marketing department down to pictures, what pictures they use. You know, I used to like, why we stare, we put a staircase. Why can't we do this and that? Um, It is your brand when you send it out. It's not just your firms. And as a lawyer to your firm, you also have a responsibility to make sure every time your firm is out there pitching that they do the best they can and present the best side of them because that's affecting your value and your brand. And also you need to change your mentality regarding clients and their needs. What does that mean? Clients are your customers that drives revenue. That is a a very important part of it which a lot of lawyers focusing on because that's what your firm's beating in your head. Clients give you billable hours, fulfill your billable hours, therefore you have to do it. But clients, they are live people. They have businesses. They're businesses that they put in hard work. They put in their soul. Um, you know, we now have our own business. We know it's it's very emotional journey as well as it's a risk. So you got to understand, you know, no matter the small client, a big client, um, it, it, everything happens in that company. It matters to them and to their bottom line and what their needs are. So that doesn't mean that every single time you have to sit down and be a counselor and to think about everything for them. That is not your job. But it means that if they ask you to do one thing, you shouldn't be just reactive. You should ask a little bit more questions. Like, hey, you know, that's fine. I do an NDA for you. But 
What about if they learn more information and they will now want to use that information, you know, to build something for themselves, compete with you, right? Something like that. You just need to be more proactive um, in thinking for your client and their needs. Um, the other thing is like, I think it's like, um, once you care about your client, um, you really need to understand their business and their culture and the matters that they are working on. And the culture, including who is who, who is what in that in that company? What's the company structure down to their internal politics, right? Every single company, the bigger the client, the bigger the company is, the more polit- internal politics there are. You got to be sensitive what your responsibility is versus, you know, when they are telling you something, what kind of confidentiality you have to keep uh, and, and how do you respect different levels and different people, different roles? It's very, very complicated. It's not as simple as client calls you, do this, and you just do it, and then you just tell them what you did. It's not just that. A, a very sophisticated, good lawyer who has a huge book of business, I can guarantee you that they're very sensitive with helping internal politics in a corporation within their clients. I mean, do you agree, Phyllis? I do, but I also wanted to point out when you were talking about uh, understanding the client's business and the client's needs, you need to know those things up front when you're going to pitch to the client, the prospective client, when they are a prospective client and they're not yet your client. It's important that your promotional materials or your pitch book or however you're presenting yourself show that you have an understanding of the client's business, the industry they're in, and then you can then set yourself apart by saying, this is what I can do for you in your business to make that so much more specific so that the client knows, oh, this person is caring about me, caring about my business. And I think as a result that they will help me to succeed in this business. And I think when clients start to see your value as it relates to their business and not just some generic approach to, oh, we're wonderful in this area, or we are great at governmental relation, you know, regulations or relationships with this or that, you're much better off making that stuff specific to their needs so that they can look at that and say, oh, they, oh, they understand we have healthcare regulatory issues and they've done stuff over here with this organization, or they have a lot of experience with this state regulator or that federal uh, department or whatever the matter is. These are just examples. It's important for you to make it personal in the sense of it being personal to that client and their business, because I think that helps promote you to that particular business and makes you more attracted to that business and that industry. And if you're, if you are starting to be do more and more in a particular industry, you know, you need to let people know, I have a lot of experience in this and, and I have different clients that do this, or I have a few and I'm gaining momentum in that area. And I'm really learning a lot about your particular business and expressing that to the client really makes them relate to you and you're relating to them. I think it makes much more powerful pitch and to get the business in the door. So here is a recommended weaning approach when you walk into um, a, a meeting with a potential client. First of all, you before walking in, you've got to spend some time 
get on the client's website, understand at least what they do, what the company's, you know, people are, um, understand a lot about them as much as you can. Um, get your, if you have a, a big marketing team, get them to do an intelligence report. You can read it. You can understand exactly where they are standing in their industry. With that information in hand, when you walk in, every information you give them about yourself and your firm should be relevant. That means you need to walk in. First, you need to talk about, of course, your firm, and then you need to talk about you. But I would recommend before you even say that, you said, you know, my understanding is, you know, this is your need um, right now. And confirm that if your understanding is correct. Now, once they tell you what, what they think their need is or what their problem is they need to resolve, why they're even spending time sitting there with you, then you need to articulate from that need. And you would say, well, in order to fulfill this need, you need an attorney with one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, the attorney's got to play this role. They got to bring this value. And here's how our firm will be able to play this role and be able to bring this value. Now, there are other competitors out there. That's the second thing. You've got to mention other law firms. Okay, they will appreciate it. It's not like you just hide it. If I don't mention this other guy, they will never look. Don't do that. You know, mention the other law firm and said, you know, there are other firms, you don't, if you don't want to mention specific one, you can mention a bunch. There are other firms that are same size as ours, but they're not the same. We have collectively this much experience and we've seen this many cases on this problem, which is what's going to resolve your problem. Um, so that is something that you got to um explain everything and sell everything about you and your firm based on their needs. What we see too many times, a, law, a law, lawyer walk in, they just start talking about their firm, how great their firm is, how great they are. I have 50 years experience. Who cares you have 50 years experience if it doesn't matter to me, right? I'm a potential client. I'm sitting there evaluating. I should hire you. Make my job easier, you know, tell me why I should hire you. Tell me why is your 50-year experience relevant to my case, right? And then you should tackle the budget. You should say, you know, because of this, what you want to do here, your problem here, it's very difficult. And therefore, you know, I w- let's talk about your budget. Like, what is that you're thinking about the, the legal budget is? And it's not, if, if a matter, you don't have to tackle it all today, then now you can say, okay, your budget is not allowing you to tackle everything today, but we can have a plan, have different phases, tackle things easier today. So we set up, you know, a, a step that we'll, we can tackle it later um, for a bigger step once you have bigger budget. So it is not about you hire me to do everything today or I don't take you. Um, and I, I, at least I, I don't think you should do that. Um, unless that is your business strategy. So at the end of the day, the winning solution is everything you say should surround the client's understanding of their needs. And whatever you say that doesn't resolve their head or their needs are, you're wasting your time, you're wasting their time, is a waste of saliva. And that is really the, 
I think that's the, the winning ingredient. I think too, when you think about that too, if that's where you're coming from, you have to make sure that any written materials, whether it's your website or marketing materials you leave with the client or anything like that, take all of that in mind. And it isn't just some glossed over generic document that you give and you could give it to uh, uh, this person in, in, in this industry and the same book could be used for the person in a different industry your materials really need to set you apart, okay? And and you need to set yourself apart by communicating those things when you're in the meeting with a prospective client. And you need to make sure that you can articulate to them, I, I think I know how to meet your needs and express it. And I think it's also, that's, that reminded me of something also, is I think lawyers sometimes are really afraid to ever articulate something they don't know. And I think clients appreciate if you're in the middle of a meeting and the client asks you something and they ask you about something. And I think it's really important to say, I don't know that, but I have people in my firm who can find that out for you and we can do a good job for you. And I know that because they've dealt with similar matters before or whatever, but it's not my area of expertise. You have to let a client know what things you can handle. And as lawyers, we know we have an obligation. If it's something we don't know, we have to either learn it ourselves so that we become proficient enough to be able to help a client with it, or we have to either partner up in a law firm or with third parties that can do that work as lawyers for our client to make sure the matter is being competently handled for them. So I think you have to make sure that you keep what gets back to the client's needs, it gets back into your own needs, but it also is articulating and communicating what you really can bring to the table for the client. I think your last point is very, very important. A lot of lawyers forget um, in terms of how you get hired is who introduced you to this client, okay? Because as lawyers, we can't just go to advertise it. We are being introduced by word of mouth most all of the time. So whoever introduced you to this client that um, that arranged for this meeting, you got to be sensitive why they do that. What's their role in the transaction? You got to protect their interest. Protect in their interest. I'm not saying like to harm your client. Definitely not. Your client is, that's who you're loyal to. But you got to acknowledge that your business was introduced by this other person and have a very good relationship with this person and be thankful about it and to be mindful of how they earn their income, right? What is their role and what? how do they fit in the budget of the client's budget? You got to be mindful of all of that because if you being hired is hurtful for them, they will never ever introduce you to another client. And so I found that sometimes lawyers are so tunnel vision, they forgot um, be grateful of somebody else's bring you a bit, a piece of business and very sophisticated, very, um, successful rainmakers in Bay Farms. They have great relationships with those consultants, you know, with third parties, um, who introduce them to clients. And that is actually a very key piece of, um, ingredient of be successful in getting hired. So, Phyllis, what's a week going to tackle next week? 
I actually had another point I wanted to add. Maybe we can insert in there um, when you're talking about being grateful to the people. I said, you know, one way to show your gratitude towards the people who refer you business is to make sure you think about them when people ask you for referrals and for their contacts, because the best way to keep assuring that you have a steady stream of business is also to make sure that you're giving business to the people who brought business to you. So you show your gratitude by also expressing to your own contacts, clients, and people who reach out to you that you've got a great contact who can do this for them um, if they're look if they are looking for it. So let's remember to also reward our referring attorneys, referring consultants, referring third parties with returning the favor by expressing a good connection for them, for a prospective client for them as well. It's really about building a community for yourself. A community of people will refer your work, and that's reciprocal. A community of helping each other to be successful, helping clients to be successful. At Cijura, we have this thing called Cijura Circle. That's exactly what we do. Um, we bring in very qualified attorneys from all sides of firms um, and all different kind of expertise and all different locations of attorneys. And we bring clients of all locations um, of different transactions and consultants. And so it's like a little circle that um, we make sure that the client meets their needs and the attorney very efficiently understand the client's needs. So the attorney don't have to do a lot of research about what the client's you know backgrounds are. We provide that. Um, we articulate specifically what the needs are. We help the client to evaluate um, uh, different attorneys. So, um, and, and, and if you don't have this is your kind of circle, you know, be your own circle. That is the key of getting hired. Thanks, Janev. On next week's topic, we're going to shift to talking to clients about the legal industry. And as you know, next week will be from the perspective of the client. And the week after that, we'll have from the perspective of the lawyers. See you next time at Sijura Decoding Law. Thank you for listening to Sijura Decoding Law today. Next week, we will be discussing this topic from lawyers' perspective. You're welcome to join us even if you're not lawyers. At Sijura, we are reimagining legal services with innovative technology and processes. Visit us at sijuragroup.com. If you know anyone that wants to know how to use legal services to their advantage, please forward our podcast to them. See you next time.